Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, January 5th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Lawmakers are headed back to Jefferson City this week for the 2021 legislative session. Coronavirus is still a huge factor as legislators and Capitol staff get back to work. As far as I'm concerned, session is is on and we are going to continue to work. That doesn't mean we won't have outbreaks or things won't change on a daily basis, but we do plan on working. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll has more on what Missourians can expect from lawmakers this session. The new requirement that candidates for office in St. Louis gather signatures to be on the ballot is not limiting the number of people interested in being elected. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on yesterday's filing deadline for the March primary. The offices of mayor, comptroller, and the odd ward alderman are up for election in March, as are two aldermanic seats filled by a special election in June. Candidates have until January 11th to withdraw. There are seven people running to replace Mayor Lida Krusen, who announced in November she would not seek a second term. Treasurer Tashara Jones, Board of Alderman President Lewis Reed, and 20th Ward Alderwoman Kara Spencer are the biggest names in that contest. Comptroller Darlene Green is unopposed for a seventh full term in office. In the races for the Board of Aldermen, just two are unopposed, though many have only one challenger. With the passage of Proposition D in November, residents can vote for as many candidates as they want in the primary. The top two will advance to a runoff in April. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Congresswoman Ann Wagner is not supporting an effort to overturn President-elect Joe Biden's win. The Baldwin Republican says she will not object to ratifying Biden's victories in a number of key states when Congress convenes tomorrow. Some Missouri Republicans, including Senator Josh Hawley, are planning to object. Wagner says letting Congress change the outcome of the presidential election would, quote, damage our system of government and defy the Constitution. Republicans who want to overturn Biden's victory do not have enough votes in the House or Senate to be successful. Former Senator John Danforth is also condemning the effort to overturn the win. Danforth supported Hawley's Senate run in 2018. In Illinois, one of the few remaining downstate Democrats in the General Assembly is leaving to go work in Governor J.B. Pritzker's office. Hannah Meisel reports. State Senator Andy Menar of Bunker Hill represents a swath of central Illinois from Springfield and Decatur to the Metro East. On Monday, Menar announced he's resigning his Senate seat later this month. Menar, who has closely aligned himself with Governor Pritzker, will serve as a senior advisor to the governor. In a statement, Pritzker praised the outgoing senator for his work in Springfield and said that in his new job, Menar will help shape policy around downstate economic revitalization, budget issues, and coronavirus recovery efforts. Menar was first elected to the Senate in 2012 and has been active in local Democratic politics for over 20 years. But in the Senate, Menar's biggest legislative achievement came through working with Republicans. In 2017, he passed an overhaul to the way Illinois funds public schools under Republican Governor Bruce Rauner. I'm Hannah Meisel. Coronavirus cases are increasing in the St. Louis region. An analysis by the New York Times shows slightly more than 1,600 new cases a day over the past week. That's a roughly 35% increase over the previous seven days. The increases come as many small businesses in the region are still dealing with the economic impact of the pandemic. Many are preparing to apply for a chunk of the $285 billion 
Congress recently approved to replenish a federal loan program. Shaquilla Bester wasn't able to secure money in the last round of funding for her Florissant-based nonprofit, Hoppy, which helps underserved communities. Since then, she's been following the negotiations in Congress with her paperwork ready. Oh, it was like a breath of fresh air. It was like they didn't forget about us. (laughs) You know, we have so many people that are in need and we're trying our best to, you know, balance the resources that we do have to make sure that they stretch. The loan and the stimulus checks will not be enough for her organization or her clients to recover, but she adds, it's a start. Missouri lawmakers will be back in Jefferson City tomorrow for the 2021 session. St. Louis Public Radio's Jacqueline Driscoll has more on this year's agenda after the 2020 legislative session was upended by coronavirus. The new year brought a sense of relief for many. It may be the rollout of the vaccine and seeing some light at the end of the tunnel, but the coronavirus didn't disappear once the clock struck midnight, and it is still going to be an important factor in the 2021 legislative session. We recognize that COVID is here and it's not going away anytime soon. But we also recognize that as a legislature, we have an obligation to our citizens, which is to keep working. That's the new incoming Speaker of the House, Rob Vescovo. He's a Republican from Arnold. And while he realizes he may have to work around the virus, he's adamant that his chamber will be as busy as any other year. As far as I'm concerned, session is is on and we are going to continue to work. That doesn't mean we won't have outbreaks or things won't change on a daily basis, but we do plan on working. The Capitol can be a breeding ground for the virus. It brings in lawmakers, lobbyists, reporters and witnesses to offer testimony from all corners of the state. Senate Minority Leader John Rizzo from Independence says, unfortunately, he doesn't expect to see a mask mandate again this year. We have multiple senators who won't wear masks on the Republican side. Um, I think that if there were to be a mask mandate, uh, it would be something that the body would all have to vote on and agree to. And I just don't see the Republican Party doing that. There will be some changes when it comes to committee hearings. Senate Majority Leader Caleb Rowden from Columbia says they're ironing out details to allow experts to testify virtually. We want to do as much work as we can uh, while still being mindful that, that we're not entirely out of woods yet. And so, uh, you know, it's a it literally is a day by day and, and maybe even an hour by hour uh, sort of scenario. And, and I think we're, I, I'm ready for that. I think we're ready for that. And, and I've asked the caucus to be ready for that as well. But there is a fine line for that option because completely opening up virtual testimony could allow folks from other states, for example, to clog up debate. Vescovo says in-person discussion is going to remain the expectation. If there is a director of a state department here in the state of Missouri that thinks that, you know, we want them to testify virtually, they would be wrong. As for what will be discussed, passing a balanced state budget is about the only guarantee. But this means expanding Medicaid is going to be one of the most important discussions. Because it will include some upfront costs, and since voters approved it in August, lawmakers need to figure out how to pay for it. House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid from Springfield says she expects this to result in some contentious debate. We know that the other side is already having conversations about how to lessen the population um, to curb costs. And so for us, it's going to be upholding the will of voters and, and making sure that we do everything we can to implement it fully. In addition to dealing with the state budget, Quaid said ensuring the federal coronavirus relief funds have proper oversight is the top priority for her caucus. 
especially now that it's been extended um, in terms of the federal guidelines of when when payouts are, um, but making sure that money is being spent appropriately and that we're helping Missouri businesses and families. The state also needs to discuss COVID-19 liability protections for businesses, schools, and hospitals. Vescovo pushed for Governor Mike Parson to include the discussion in the second special legislative session, which he did, but later removed. Still, it allowed lawmakers to get a jump start on that conversation. It will continue to be an issue, and I think it is an issue of importance that we plan on working again. A prescription drug monitoring program, sports betting, and legalizing recreational marijuana are likely conversations also. Rizzo says to expect Democrats to push for police reform, too. Nobody wants to defund the police. Uh, I just want to be clear about that. But there are some different conversations that we need to have in regards to chokeholds in regards to the militarization of of the police departments in, in, in our state. Parson will lay out his budget proposal and give his State of the State address later this month, which will shed more light on his priorities. As in every legislative session, there will be plenty of important discussion. But this year, all Missourians will have more access, with the opportunity to be more involved, as both chambers ramp up technological options to participate and observe. In Jefferson City, I'm Jacqueline Driscoll. St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.